0: Well, Molly, how should we start this podcast today?
1: I guess by talking.
0: We should just start (laughs) Start talking. talking. Yeah, this is a thing with a podcast. Is like, how do you start the podcast every day? You say, "Hey, everybody," or do you have some way to do it? Do you listen to a lot of podcasts?
1: I do, I do. But see, they have theme songs. Do you have a Do you have a theme song?
0: (laughs) I mean, I have a lot of ideas for theme songs, but I don't think we have. We don't have a theme song.
1: If you If if you theme song
0: If you could name a theme song for me and this podcast, what would it be, Molly?
1: Boom Chicka Boom.
0: Boom Chicka Boom. (laughs) I like it. I don't know why that came to mind. I don't know either. could just Boom Chicka Boom. Boom Chicka Boom. All right. Is there a dance to Boom Chicka Boom?
1: No, it's a repeat after me song, though.
0: Okay. Okay. So repeat after me song is a what?
1: So where one person says it and then the other person repeats it back. Oh, okay. So if I say this is a repeat after me song, you'd say
0: this is a repeat after me song we go go back and forth yeah Yeah. boom chicka boom and then you would say boom chicka boom
1: boom chicka boom
0: okay good all right that's our theme song ben can you get on that i hope so still working on that theme song listeners but i hope you enjoy today's episode nonetheless in this episode of orange perspective jason and molly sit down and talk about music art theater and of course breakout enjoy Uh, Anyway, I'm here with Molly. Uh, Molly, you came into the warehouse today during this pandemic. Thanks for coming in. Of course. We are, uh, I I think we're a good social distance apart. Um, So we're still keeping the law by uh, by being here together on the podcast. Uh, What is your role with Orange Consulting, Molly?
1: I do group sales. So uh, if you press two, it goes to me, depending on where you are, Um, or it did. And or it did <laughs> it, it, <laughs> that's right. It doesn't right now. but it did. Uh, but any large groups, uh, things like that.
0: So all right. And you uh, were not here with us in Lexington doing that role uh, until last fall, December. December. Well, okay.
1: Yeah. The very end of December.
0: Very end of December. You got here for the Christmas party.
1: I did. Right. I yeah. Did. That yeah. was my first time at the warehouse.
0: Okay. For the the Christmas party was the first time that you were at the warehouse.
1: Ever. Yeah.
0: Okay. Wow. That's a, that's a, a big, big night for us here at the warehouse. So you got, you got Indeed. the full experience.
1: Yep. Brought my mom too.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> your mom. Yeah. We all danced and had fun. Um, <laughs> that was, that was a good night. So welcome to Lexington. Where were you before?
1: I was in Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, breakout Greensboro. I was an assistant manager there.
0: How long were you there?
1: I was there for, I guess, oh, almost three years.
0: Three it years.
1: Was, it was three years in February here. So.
0: so you've been around for a very long time. In be- breakout In years. breakout. <laughs> yeah, in breakout right. years. <laughs> you are, uh, so you're, you're in your fourth year. Um, and w- when did you say you started? What, what month?
1: February of 2017
0: okay so this February will be four years indeed that's awesome well good we're so excited that you're here so are you originally from Greensboro
1: I am not um I'm originally I was born in Nashville Tennessee um okay I would say I I I moved around a whole bunch so um but I, I was I lived there on and off until I was 15.
0: So far where is the your favorite place to live?
1: Probably Asheville, North Carolina. Oh yeah. Uh, and that's where my family still lives. My mom lives there. Uh, I think it's there's a lot of things to do and it's beautiful there. So Okay. I live there for the end of my high school years.
0: Okay. Yeah. I love Asheville. Asheville's one of my favorite places to visit. It's like four and a half hours from here. So Yeah, it's not bad. It's a fun little weekend. Lots to do, lots to drink, lots to eat, lots of hiking, lots of beautiful things there, lots of art. Oh, yeah. Which is you love art. So let's talk about that art. Let's transition to what do you do for fun and tell me some of your hobbies.
1: So a lot of what I do for fun, I like devised theater, uh, which basically just means that everyone is working together to put on the production. So everyone who is in the show has had a hand in writing the show. If you directed the show, you probably wrote the show. So you don't start with a script. You just get you start with a group and you make what you want to make. Um, so that's what I really love is devised theater and making shows and performance art and things like that. That's what I do in my free time.
0: Yeah. And what are you involved in right now? You were just saying some, some things that you're doing right now during this quarantine.
1: Indeed. I'm working on making a show, uh, with a couple of friends. Uh, it's called a study of holes. So that'll hopefully happen sometime. And I'm also doing a project called your uncle Richard. So it's like a telephone art project. Where they send a prompt to one artist who then sends it to two artists and then they send it on and so on and so forth. So I'll be somewhere down the chain of that. I'm excited. And then you have 72 hours after you get your prompt to make whatever you're going to make.
0: So you get a prompt and then you have to just add to that prompt a certain amount and then you send it and then somebody else adds to it. So it's like this story.
1: It doesn't necessarily have to like be a story that flows with what the person sent. It's just, you make a piece of art inspired by what they sent you.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: it could be a little, I mean, they have all different types of artists that are doing this. So it's anything from like a painting to a poetry to one girl did stand up comedy off her balcony. Uh, another person made a like mask out of coupons. So it just, whatever you get from what the artist sends you.
0: That's awesome. If we want to go and look at all this different art, where do we go?
1: Your Uncle Richard
0: Your Uncle Richard And where does the name come from?
1: It's that weird uncle you can't really remember. Uh, so that's how they picked the name. Just, you know, some someone random who would mail you something weird. And you're like, who's this? Your Uncle Richard.
0: OK. And is will your art be up on? It that will. Eventually? I don't
1: know when. Um, but at some point I will get a notification that I have 72 hours to make something and then we go.
0: And then once that's up, you'll let us know that we can go look at it. I will. Awesome. That's great. Well, one of the things I like to ask are your favorite type of things. There's three categories, movie, book, and a song. Uh, In any of those orders, what's your favorite?
1: Movie, Heathers. Uh, Why? It's the non-Disney version of Mean Girls. Uh, I also, I, I just think it's funny. And I really love the musical, too. But it's a, there's not a lot of movies that I'll watch twice. I don't like repeat-watching movies. Oh, uh, me neither. I hate it.
0: I'm the same.
1: But Heathers, I've I've watched that multiple times, so it's one of the rare ones. Okay. Um, book, Eleanor Ophelian is completely fine. Oliphant, maybe that's how you say it? I don't know. Okay. It's by Gail Honeyman. That is, I read kind of recently. Um, it's about a girl who is kind of quirky and really socially awkward and hasn't uh, has, she has a traumatic past, basically, and hasn't really ever come out of her shell, and she becomes kind of stalkerishly obsessed with this musician. So, okay. <laughs> it's a really weird book, uh, but I really liked it.
0: It's it, well written.
1: It's well written. It's good. It's going to be a movie soon, I think. Um, Reese Witherspoon. It's part of her book club.
0: Okay. So. Cool.
1: And then Song yes. Aloha Keakua.
0: Okay. You right. want to sing a little bit?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll talk it. I know the words. <laughs> Do know. you,
0: uh, are you musically inclined?
1: Um, I play guitar and I've done musicals and like taken voice lessons. I would say none of that comes naturally to me. Okay. But because uh, I did theater, I grew up doing theater. Yeah. Um, my mom acts, so you had to like know at least a little bit how to sing and dance. So I, I got, I learned a little bit, but it's not natural to me.
0: What are some of the productions you've been in?
1: Oh, a lot. Um, I've been in the Music Man. I've been. I've been in
0: Music Man. Really? In high school? Yes.
1: Yeah, a lot of people have. <laughs> yeah.
0: That was a favorite. Um,
1: I've been in Jurassic Park the musical in that's college.
0: That's a that's a musical.
1: That they they wrote it. Uh, okay. So I I was a Dino Dancer number two.
0: Dino Dancer <laughs> number two. I love it. I been... did. You have to dance like a dinosaur.
1: I did not. I actually danced, I, I don't know. We had these little like leaf costumes and um, we we didn't, it's online. You could stream it now. I, it was. It's a bizarre show though. It's mostly like cardboard set and, uh, but people got really into it. People okay. And
0: it's called what? Jurassic
1: won- Park the Musical. Okay. So
0: we're going to take note of that and we will look that up. <laughs> Can't wait.
1: I don't I, I think YouTube cut out a portion. there's a portion of it where there's a song from Hootie and the Blowfish and they cut out that portion.
0: Oh, that's a bummer.
1: Yeah, it's uh, copyright issues. Yeah.
0: I uh. do love Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was supposed to go to a Hootie and Blowfish concert last year and really? I wasn't able to go, yes.
1: Uh, have you ever seen that Friends episode? I think it's a Friends episode where they go to Hootie and the Blowfish. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's you, sh- you I, could I live I, vicariously through I will that look episode. That up. Okay. Uh, <laughs>
0: Well, I heard that Darius Rucker was back um, touring with them, so that's why I wanted to go.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool.
0: Um, I think I was right. I could be wrong. Anyway, all bets are off on any of those concerts. Oh, I was supposed to go. I had tickets to Vampire Weekend in June, and I just got notified yesterday that that's off. Oh, that sucks. I know. It sucks. It was a, a Christmas present to one of my daughters, and now we can't go. So anyway, maybe that night we'll just play... Vampire Weekend really loud at the house and dance or maybe something. Maybe
1: they'll do a live stream. <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe. Maybe. That would be really cool. Um, one of the questions that I like to ask, too, is what is one thing you are good at that would surprise me? Sailing. Okay. Tell me more.
1: Um, I grew up sailing. I haven't been in a while, so I, I would I think I'm still good at it, but it's, it's been a few years. Uh, my dad sails a bunch, and so I went to sail camp as a child, and I would win... Pretty much all of the races, they called me Speed Racer.
0: Wow! I
1: got uh, so many awards that they just let me stand on stage while all the other kids kept coming up. So okay, I was really good at sailing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: really good at sailing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I haven't raced in a really long time, so I don't know if I still would be. When
0: but. was the last time you uh, went sailing?
1: I went sailing uh, probably three years, ago, three years ago now 2017, in Greensboro.
0: Were you still really good?
1: I, I, I still knew how. I didn't have anyone to like compete against. Okay. So, uh,
0: so it's like riding a bike.
1: Um, More or less. I did a lot as a child, so I, I would think so. But it was pretty naturally. It came back pretty naturally.
0: <laughs> well, maybe one day we'll have a retreat near somewhere. You can take us all sailing. Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Well, let's transition to Breakout World. You've been with us... Um, for over three years now, um, what did you do before Breakout?
1: Before Breakout, before I worked at Breakout full time, I was a full time nanny. So I did that kind of simultaneously, and then before that, I was in school and I hosted, did <laughs> <laughs> at, at a restaurant. At a restaurant, yeah, several different restaurants actually. So
0: and, and you didn't wait tables; you just uh, were a hostess. Mm.
1: Yeah, I, I briefly waited tables. I like hostessing because. You get to be in charge of where everyone goes.
0: You get to be in charge of where <laughs> everyone goes. I like it. Um, so you were originally hired as a game master, correct? Mm-hmm. Walk me through the process of going from game master to you then were assistant manager, right? Mm-hmm. Shift lead. Shift lead. Shift, yeah. yeah. Um, and then and then, why you decided you wanted to pursue uh, the sales um, position and move to Lexington. Yeah. Walk me through all that.
1: So... As a game master, that started out for me as just like a fun job. Something I actually saw someone who had actor as their job at an escape room, and Googled escape room, and found that Breakout was one in Greensboro. Um, didn't know we didn't have actors at the time, but I applied anyways. And uh, I'm
0: glad I'm <laughs> glad you didn't know because you probably wouldn't have applied. I
1: probably wouldn't have no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> They told me when I got like before I was hired so I didn't know what I was getting into okay. uh, but so it started out as just a part-time job and then as I ended up with more time I just kind of stayed dedicated to breakout and was available and flexible and there whenever I had time to be so uh, I put a lot of work into being a game master and just kind of doing extra things on the side and it was noticed and so I got moved up mm-hmm. uh And that was just hard work and helping where I can. And then from there, I continued to do well in that role as shift leader, assistant manager. And I continued always leading by example. So I think that kind of really got me far. And an Eleanor Roosevelt quote I really like, instead of complaining about the dark, light a candle. And that was kind of how I like to work. So... Uh, when I had my evaluation for assistant manager, that's not like a full-time job. So I knew I wanted, I needed a full-time job at a point. And I also just wanted to keep growing and learning. I really liked breakout as a company. I had been there for a while by the time I was assistant manager. And I knew that I really liked the values of the company and just kind of the culture that everyone had created. Uh, so I wanted to stay with breakout and I just talked to Chris and Carol, and I was like, hey, where can I move up, what can I do next? And then I got sent the sales rep position. So I applied, and here we are.
0: And here we are, you're in Lexington now. So what is your favorite part of Breakout, or maybe a favorite room, or both?
1: So, my favorite part is the people, definitely the people. Um,
0: We have great people, don't we?
1: Yeah, we do, everyone's so nice, and fun, and silly and enjoyable to be around yeah so that's my favorite part my favorite room was hostage i really like hostage because i put i was room captain for hostage for a little bit so i had all flight attendant themed clues for hostage for every step so it was my favorite to give clues for i got to run it for a pilot once so that was pretty cool um but then i really like sub now so
0: so that's your favorite room
1: sub overtook hostage yeah
0: okay have you seen any of our virtual rooms that we're, we're running now? Didn't you sit in I, on one?
1: I played kidnapping.
0: Yeah, what'd you think of that?
1: It was interesting. It's way different than doing a room is, in person. It is, yeah. Um, and it was a very odd experience because everyone that I did it with had already played kidnapping. So it wasn't like <laughs> we, we knew what we were doing the whole time. But it was it was cool. It was surprisingly interactive for being not in person. I know, right? It was... Yeah, it's neat getting, uh, I find it really neat that we get to do things with people that we wouldn't normally get to do things with because mm-hmm. we live far apart. Right. So it's connecting people that are far away now.
0: Yeah, it's a neat pivot based on a crisis that now is, is so much more than just playing a, an escape room. It's bringing people together in a, in a new way, which, which is, some of our values has always been we get to bring people together, family, friends together for a fun time of, uh, interacting and, and playing a game. But now we're bringing people together from around the world. Um, you know, last Saturday we had somebody from, uh, one game, somebody from, I think Shanghai, Israel, and Florida all on the same and call the same <laughs> playing the same game, family members that don't get to see each other very much, you know, cause they're in different countries, uh, and around the world, which now they got to play this game together. So Um, so yeah, it's become something really, really neat. And I think you hit on something that's, uh, that's true about the virtual, the virtual experience. That's not true with the, um, just playing in person, but we've now added that to, to our, uh, to, to our wheelhouse, I guess. Um, so in in terms of challenges, what, what are some of the challenges you faced either as a game master shift lead or even now as a, as a sales rep?
1: one of the biggest challenges that I always have is stopping working and taking breaks. Okay. Uh, (laughs) that's a, that's a big challenge for me. Um, and I'll, I'll work until I like burn myself out. So that, that has been especially because I like this and it's fun, but I also have to have a break from it sometimes. Uh, so that has been a challenge for me as well as time management, just even, uh, learning new roles. And time management and new roles, which is always something to figure out. But I think I'm getting I get better at it as I go on, Um, especially with this new job because it was so different than being uh, assistant manager. So coming into a sales rep from assistant manager, it was uh, running a store to not even being at a store, right? Uh, And every and everyone most of the people that we interact with, it's not you're not interacting with people face to face. Um, So you're interacting with people from a distance, and it just it was a totally Different structure to my day. So learning how to restructure my day and manage that are there any
0: tools you used that Helped with uh, organizing your day.
1: I have a success planner. Okay, um, which is, what is a
0: success planner?
1: It, it, it has a bunch of different things. So it has like habit trackers and it does goal chunking and things like that um, One of my favorite things that it does is on your daily to-do list. You have to set a top three so I'm a person that makes a to-do list and it has like 50 items. I'm like, All right, let's go. But I, you have to prioritize what you're going to get done that day. And so just having the big to-do list and then chunking out your top three has helped me.
0: And what is that called again?
1: The success planner.
0: And you can just get that on Amazon.
1: Um, Carlin Pencil makes it. So it's on if you Google Carlin Pencil Success Planner, it'll probably come up. Okay. It's probably really cheap now because it's uh, April. Almost May. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's halfway through the year.
0: That's right. They should have them discounted if they're not already. So you're on the, the sales team. What, what's a, what's a favorite uh, moment uh, for your team that you remember?
1: Um, my second week, I think it was my second week, maybe second and a half week, it was the sales retreat. Mm-hmm. So that the sales retreat as a whole, if I could say that, was a, a lot of fun because I got to meet every um, everyone on the team. And also, we went and got pedicures. So... That's my and I didn't know what we were doing that day or and finally Lucas told us that we were going to get pedicures and that was bizarre and really fun.
0: It was bizarre <laughs> and really fun. You didn't know what to think. Well, Lucas and I, Lucas was just on the podcast last week. I don't know when that one will air, but um, he was talking about getting a pedicure and encouraged me to, to get one. He had never had one before.
1: Yeah, it was his first pedicure. Yeah,
0: um, I'm not so sure. So sure, I'm convinced that I will get one. But um, that was a very interesting approach that he took because his whole team are females and he's a male. And so he, he, I mean, in some ways, he just like put himself in a in a different world, um, and and gave you guys something that he thought you would like rather than what he planned. So
1: yeah, it was. I- I told my mom about it before we went. Yeah, and my mom, you're, you're doing what? <laughs> <laughs> so I've never, uh, I've never had a pedicure through work before. Yeah, uh,
0: interesting team building. Uh, event. I remember that. I remember that retreat because you guys even have a T-shirt that came out of it, mm-hmm. uh, and some new like sayings and stuff and motto. So, um, so that I know you guys had a blast during that. How would you describe the culture of of your team and maybe bigger picture, like a breakout? Um, when you said you like the culture, how do you describe the culture? What What do you think a good culture um, consists of?
1: Just very inclusive and accepting of everyone. And also fun. So not afraid to, like, no one's limited and afraid to be themselves here. I feel like you can really be yourself and thrive as who you are uh, just because everyone is so accepting of each other and uh, just very positive and upbeat, which I like.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you said that because a lot of the verbiage that we use is meant to give a lot of, uh, leeway for self-expression. So in being able to talk about expressive hospitality or, um, being able to talk about, uh, the creative, yes, that's authority and the uh, permission to be yourself and be creative and say yes, um, in the way that you would say it, not in the way that we are dictating, you say it so i'm glad I'm glad that sticks out to you because that's been something that we've been passionate about from the very beginning.
1: That's part of the reason I loved game mastering just because it was the most autonomy I'd ever had in, in any job yeah so it it really feels like you're you're trusted, yeah so.
0: yeah, and trust goes a long way once you feel trusted then you you have you feel like a lot of ownership within the company, and it's you know it's amazing to me, I mean you're sitting here right now. And you're not even getting paid to do this, and you've come in to, to be on this podcast, which thanks so much for doing that, and we appreciate you. Um, but it, it's one thing that excites us is just having such great people that work, work for our company across the board. I mean, we can go to any store, and we have this amazing culture, but the culture is just a little bit different everywhere because personalities are different, and that's awesome, and that's okay. Um, the core values are there. And then they are expressed in a million different ways, which is really cool. So last question for you. You've been with us, you know, over three years now. You're going in fourth year. What are your dreams for breakout as a company?
1: I want breakout to become the equivalent of bowling. Okay. Which,
0: so, okay, <laughs> Explain.
1: Um, so everyone talks about how escape rooms are just a fad, yep. right? Um, and like it's gonna, it's gonna go away, but bowling is something that has always been there. Like we still go bowling, people still go bowling, and it's been going on for many, many years. So that's what I hope Breakout becomes, and it's not like, so the, I compare bowling to laser tag, where laser tag just kind of disappeared, but bowling stuck around. Uh, I think Breakout has already become kind of a, a Kleenex term. So where people say escape rooms, they think breakout. So I think as long as escape rooms are around, I hope breakout will be, I think I, I imagine because it's a Kleenex term, I see breakouts sticking around as long as escape rooms stick around. So I hope escape rooms become bowling.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Um, I do too. That would be, that would be amazing. Uh, we definitely, I mean, after five years of doing this, it's becoming more apparent that it seems like escape rooms are going to be a continual new form of entertainment for people, a new way to get together and, and have fun with your family and friends that you can't in other ways. So, well, we're excited about that as well. Um, but that's a good that's a good vision and dream to have. So, okay. we'll get on board with that for sure. Well, thanks so much for coming in, Molly. Um, appreciate your time. Have fun in the rest of your quarantine, and hopefully we'll all be back working hard. And good luck with your project. Let us know whenever uh, Uncle What's-His-Name gets your back Uncle to you. Uncle Richard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you get that Uncle Richard project done, uh, be sure to let us know, and good luck on that. we Will do. All right. Thanks, Molly. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Orange Perspective is brought to you by Breakout Games virtually escape quarantine with our online version of the kidnapping and mystery mansion get together with your friends and family from anywhere in the world to catch up and break out thanks for listening and give us a shout if you'd like to be on the podcast stay safe